0: Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm going to be giving you guys my breakdown of must-own wide receivers for fantasy football In 2020, these are all guys that range from throughout the whole entire draft. These aren't just early round picks in the fantasy draft or late round picks, it's a smorgasbord of guys going around the whole entire draft. Now, these guys were drafted in the NFL obviously last year, and now they're in their sophomore season in the NFL. I'm going to break down why I like each individual player in this video, but before I get into it, I'd like to ask if you guys could please go down below in the comments and click that subscribe button above the comment section, leave a comment while you're down there. As well, I'd really appreciate it. I produce content every single day throughout the whole NFL season and throughout the whole offseason, so I'd really appreciate if you guys would do that for me. But let's get right into it. Must own second year wide receivers. Now the first uh, guy here is Terry McLaurin, wide receiver of the Washington Redskins. Now his FFPC ADP is 70.9. What FFPC is pretty much, it's a high stakes website where they host high stake leagues, so leagues that are like $100, $200, $300. They're all hosted on there when they're type of these Type of earlier drafts with typically guys that are very, very sharp, more like expert type of guys. If you're talking more, it's more like an expert league, not like a normal type of league that you guys might be playing in or that I may be playing in because my leagues aren't really expert leagues either because I play with my friends. So he is a Washington Redskins wide receiver. He's six feet tall, 208 pounds. So that's pretty good for a wide receiver. Obviously, his speed is his best. for him, and that's not even necessarily true because his hands are great as well, but his speed is insane. 4.35 40-yard dash, 98th percentile in the NFL, 114.6 speed score on playerprofiler.com, so pretty great for him. Obviously, last year he was drafted in the third round, but that didn't seem to matter because just because he wasn't drafted in the first or second round didn't mean he couldn't break out. He is on the Washington Redskins. He went to college at Ohio State. You want to know who else went to college at Ohio State? His quarterback, Dwayne Haskins. They played together in college, which is something you actually might not even be able to tell, if you didn't know that, by watching the games. Dwayne Haskins was constantly just throwing the ball in the wrong spot for Terry McLaurin, all season long. It was kind of embarrassing considering you would assume these guys would have chemistry from playing in college, but I guess they just lost it or something over that time. But at the end of the day, regardless of the chemistry regardless of the quarterback, Terry McLaurin still had a great 2019 season. So now that we've looked at these numbers, we're going to look at the real stats to figure out why I like Terry McLaurin. Now, Terry McLaurin, like I said, Washington Redskin, wide receiver number 29 in 2019 in just 14 games, 13.7 PPR points per game, and he's 29th at the wide receiver position in points per game, 93 targets, 6.6 per game, 34th at wide receiver, 58 receptions, 4.1 per game, 36th at wide receiver, 919 receiving yards, 65.6 per game at wide receiver, or per game, and then 27th at wide receiver, 7 total touchdowns, 13 at wide receiver, and a 23% target share in that offense. And if I'm going to be honest with you, that number might even just go more up, because there's legitimately no competition around Terry mclaurin Name a wide receiver that is on the Washington Redskins, and I doubt you can even do it because it's a bunch of scrubs and Terry McLaurin. All right, Terry McLaurin is going to have an amazing year this year. Now, if you did not categorize last year as a breakout, his rookie year was a complete domination. Wide receiver 29 in 14 games is amazing. 13.7 PPR points per game is amazing for a, Wookie, for a rookie wide receiver, not a Wookie wide receiver. He's not fucking Chewbacca. So... I really like Terry McLaurin this year, and if we dive more into some other stats, we can find out why I like him even more. Looking at this stuff is key to me. Looking at the yards per reception, as well as the yards per target to me, is very key in figuring out how good of a wide receiver Terry McLaurin really is and how much the team values him. 15.8 yards per reception, 14th at wide receiver so he's a guy that's getting targeted decently far down the field so he's going to be getting a lot of points getting yards after the receptions the yak because his his per target yards was 9.9 yards per target, 12th at wide receiver, so he's going far down the field to catch the ball, and he's also getting an extra 6 yards on every catch, pretty much. 79.60% catchable target rate, 40th at wide receiver, and I think that goes up. I think that's another thing that you need to think about when you're talking about Terry McLaurin is the catchable target rate. His catchable target rate was 79.60, which is 40th at wide receiver, which pretty much means the passes getting thrown to him weren't the best, that's because Dwayne Haskins was in his rookie year. You would think he will get better coming into this year because he sure as fuck has to know that if he isn't that guy by the end of this season, he won't be that guy. They may go ahead and be in a position to draft a guy like Trevor Lawrence, so he has to be that guy. Terry McLaurin is surrounded by no ones, so this is a very, very easy... Bet to say that Terry McLaurin has a great season yet again and a 68.40% contested catch rate, number one at wide receiver. So he's a guy that you throw the ball to and he is going to bring it down as long as it is somewhere near the guy because like I said, some of the balls that Dwayne Haskins was throwing them were just outright embarrassing. They bring in a whole new coaching staff system. After last year they fired John Gruden's brother, Jay Gruden as the head coach. So I think that the Washington Redskins are looking to turn it around with Boat Ron, and I think that Terry McLaurin has a great season yet again an even better season than 2019 where he finished as wide receiver number 29. I think he could easily finish as a top 20 wide receiver, if not potentially top 15. I think he even has. Top 10 upside on a weekly basis because we saw him do it last season on the shitty Redskins and they got slightly better. So there's no way they're worse than they were last year. And another thing that's a bonus for Terry McLaurin is that defense, while they drafted Chase Young, is still going to suck some. Some, something bad. They're going to be sucking something fierce because they're not going to be looking good at all, all season long. So that means the offense is going to have to do what, guys? They're going to have to throw the football. They're going to have to air out the pigskin. And that means that Terry McLaurin is going to be getting a lot of opportunities to catch the ball since they're going to be behind and they're going to be airing the rock out so that's why I like Terry McLaurin now if you guys have enjoyed the video thus far please click that subscribe button and let me know what you think about each and every single one of these rookie wide receivers that I talk about in this video. Second guy to talk about here is wide receiver of the Seattle Seahawks D.K. Metcalf or D.K. Metcalf as the announcers like to call him. A second round pick the last pick of the second round in 2019. Now what do you know about D.K. Metcalf? Most people know this dude's fucking jacked. If you've ever seen that picture of him standing shirtless you would be intimidated, he looks like he would absolutely, he would literally flick me, and I would fly across the room and fucking die, or go through the wall like the Kool-Aid man, his FFPC ADP is much higher than Terry McLaurin's at 54.97, but that doesn't mean that I don't like him, I still like him where he's going at that ADP, 6'3", 228, dude's a fucking monster, went to Ole Miss, his 40 yard dash, 4.33, 99th percentile. Speed score, 133.3, 99th percentile. Burst score, 97th percentile. Catch radius, 91st percentile. But his agility score is shit. It's 4th percentile because if you watch that three-cone drill, he looked terrible. I have never seen someone look that bad at running around three cones. I'm almost sure. I'm not really athletic at all, and I could probably run a faster three-cone drill than DK Metcalf did. But with that said, The three-cone drill doesn't mean shit in the NFL because he's just going to run straight down the field and absolutely moss you. So DK Metcalf last year finished as wide receiver number 33 in 2019 in 16 games. Now, some of these games were without Tyler Lockett because Tyler Lockett was kind of banged up. He had like the flu game like he was Michael Jordan, but we actually figured out that Michael Jordan had the pizza game. So kind of confusing there. But 11.6 PPR points per game, 41st at the wide receiver position, 100 targets. 100 targets as a rookie. That tells me a lot. That tells me that Russell Wilson really believes in a guy to give him 100 targets his rookie year, 6.2 per game, 30th at wide receiver, 58 receptions, 3.6 per game, 36th at wide receiver. So those numbers are both very high, and I expect them to be around the same this year, if not a little tick up, maybe 110 targets. Uh, Tyler Lockett is still there, and he's a big target for that offense and Russell Wilson. Another thing to talk about with the Seattle Seahawks is they're a very run-heavy team, but the run heaviness has not gotten in the way of Russell Wilson taking chances deep down the field to throw the ball to DK Metcalf. It just didn't last season. No matter how much they run the ball, I still think DK Metcalf will be eating in these games. Even if he's just getting six targets a game, that's good enough for him to be a potential top 20 wide receiver week in, week out, and you're getting him much or pretty late in the draft around the sixth, seventh round. I've noticed of most drafts, 900 receiving yards, 56.2 per game, 28 that wide receiver, so he's putting up great numbers in every a metric as a rookie so that's where you want these guys to be seven total touchdowns 13th at wide receiver this guy is just wide open in the end zone all the time and he's not actually even wide open he'll be contested and mr russell wilson just throws it he jumps up he brings that shit down that's just what dk metcalf does 20.30 percent target share on that offense 38 that wide receiver. So that's not too great but who really cares because if he's only getting the ball six times a game he's still going to put down those big numbers because he's a guy you can anticipate russell wilson looking for in the end zone and another bonus is while they're a run-heavy team they kind of don't really have that many running backs Chris Carson talented but fumbles a lot and then they have DJ Dallas how good is DJ Dallas? How good is Rashad Penny? Because Rashad Penny's fucking banged up. So I think they might be looking to pass the ball a decent amount more this season. So I think that DK Metcalf has a great year regardless if they up the passing uh, uptick, if they try to pass it more, or even if it's the same as last year and they're much more run heavy. That's okay with me. I will believe in a wide receiver who is in Russell Wilson's system. Now there's going to be the people in the comments. There's going to be those people that are going to tell you, Russell Wilson hasn't had two 100-yard wide receivers since like 2011, Nick. How do you believe that DK Metcalf could potentially do that it doesn't matter if he gets a a thousand yards I'm gonna be honest with you I don't think it matters I don't think it does and I think he can easily do it and Tyler Lockett's been kind of banged up recently, so if Tyler Lockett goes out, D.K. Metcalf could easily surpass 1,000 receiving yards, and even with him there, I wouldn't be surprised if it was at 1,000. Metcalf and Lockett were both near 1,000 last year, so I think it can easily happen in 2020. Now, looking at some more advanced type of stats here, 15.5 yards per reception, 16th at wide receiver. So he's a guy that's also a deeper down-the-field target. He's not a guy standing five feet in front of Russell Wilson to catch the ball, which wouldn't be that great if he's only getting six targets a game, nine yards per target, 29th at the wide receiver position, pretty good as well, 82% catchable target rate, 24th at the wide receiver position, because Russell Wilson is an elite passer in the NFL, he is going to get the ball near DK Metcalf, and with a guy that has a catch radius of a goddamn circle around him, it's going to be easy to throw catchable targets, and a 47.60% contested catch rate, 14th at wide receiver, so he's also a guy just like Terry McLaurin throwing the ball he brings that shit down so I really like DK Metcalf this season I think there's going to be a lot of naysayers telling you not to draft them because they run the ball so much and that's why I was off for Russell Wilson last year and boy was I proved wrong so I think that it does not matter how much they run the ball because Russell Wilson at the end of the day is going to make the passes to his guys and DK Metcalf is going to develop even more into his guy as they continue to work and get better chemistry as DK Metcalf ages and gets more years with Russell Wilson. Just one year isn't amazing, but now it's his second year, so he's going to develop even more. So the third wide receiver here is A.J. Brown, wide receiver of the Tennessee Titans, a guy that most people were not talking about at all last year. This guy was Corey Davis's. He would just hold Corey Davis's jockstrap. He would hold his water on the sideline. Here, Mr. Corey Davis, have this. Meanwhile, A.J. Brown is nine times better than Corey Davis, who's a goddamn bum. It took until Mariota ended up. They said, "Fuck you, Mariota! Get the hell out of here! We're bringing in Tannehill for AJ Brown to do anything." AJ Brown's ADP is the highest out of all these wide receivers we've looked at thus far: 44.28 FFPC ADP. Second-round draft pick last season out of Old Miss, just like DK Metcalf. Teammates: 226 pounds and six. Feet tall. Looking at some metrics for AJ Brown, we can see his 40 yard dash was 69th in the NFL. Nice. 90th speed score at the wide receiver position, 55th percentile burst score, 48th percentile agility score, and a 64th percentile catch radius so he's not the super wide receiver but that's not what matters he is by far and away the alpha wide receiver on the Tennessee Titans offense and regardless of how much the Tennessee Titans are going to throw the goddamn ball since they're a really run heavy offense at least they were in the playoffs during the regular season they were letting Ryan Tannehill air it out and I think that's how it's going to work during this regular season as well and with AJ Brown being the alpha wide receiver there I think these metrics don't really tell the whole tale of how good AJ Brown could be this season now looking AJ Brown's stats last year. Wide receiver number 21 in 2019 in 16 games. 16 games. It wasn't really 16 games because he only really started playing a lot of snaps once Mariota got absolutely executed and thrown out for dead and then they shipped him off to Vegas because he's sorry and Tannehill is much better than him. 13.6 PPR points per game. 30th at wide receiver. 84 targets 5.2 per game. 47th at wide receiver. 52 reception. 3.2 per game. 43rd at wide receiver. 1,051 receiving yards. 65.7 per game. 21st at the wide receiver. So just looking at those metrics, it might not sound great because those numbers are kind of low, not for the receiving yards, but for the targets and the receptions. But what you have to understand is he was not starting all of these games where it says 16 games. He wasn't really playing until Mariota got kicked out of there, and then Tannehill found his match. He found his lover in A.J. Brown, and he was feeding A.J. Brown in these games. Nine total touchdowns, third at wide receiver. I wouldn't be surprised if he was around the eight, seven, eight, or nine touchdown mark yet again this season. You obviously have to worry about the fact that they're, if they're in the red zone, they're going to give the fucking ball to Derrick Henry. That's obviously a downside for A.J. Brown, is they can just hand it off to Derrick Henry and he will absolutely barrel through three defenders, stiff arm one of them, take one of their, their arms off, slap another guy with that guy's arm, and run straight in the end zone, because Derrick Henry. Is just a fucking beast like that, but it won't matter because Tannehill's still going to air it out. And he had a 19.50% target share in that offense, 41st at wide receiver, which is low because, like I said, he wasn't really starting these games early in his NFL career, earlier in the season when Mariota was the quarterback. So something else I want to talk about with AJ Brown is I'm going to go and tell you guys the negative. I'm going to play with devil's advocate with AJ Brown because out of all these guys right now, the first two guys I told you I really believe in AJ Brown. I'm kind of more iffy on. I still think he's great, but I'm going to give you the downsides of A.J. Brown. We saw what happened in the playoffs. They were very run-heavy, and they didn't seem like they wanted to throw the ball that much. That's worrisome for A.J. Brown. It really is, and that is something that scares me. Another thing that scares me is Tannehill. This guy will look like the football Jesus Christ, and then the next game, he will look terrible. The next season or not the next game, because he'll be hot a whole season, and the next season he's cold. I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. I saw Tannehill look like a goddamn MVP the year we went to the playoffs, then he gets hurt and then the next year he's shit, so who really knows how good Ryan Tannehill is going to be. Who knows how this offense is going to look once Derek Henry is not so happy because he got tagged. He didn't get his contract. So who knows what it looks like. I still think A.J. Brown is so talented that the talent is going to outweigh the situation in this case because I think he's going to get fed by Tannehill. But I just worry that the offense just isn't humming like it was late into last season. So to look more into A.J. Brown's metrics, 20.2 yards per reception, third at the wide receiver, 12.5 yards per target, second at wide receiver so he's a guy that is also a down the field threat the first three fucking guys that I've talked about these second year wide receivers are all deep down the field threat 79.80% catchable target rate 38 that wide receiver pretty good number Could be higher, though. Definitely could be higher. But then again, Mariota was throwing the ball sometimes, and Mariota wasn't really looking that good. But then Tannehill caught fire towards the end of the season 30.40% contested catch rate. So not amazing, 29th at wide receiver, but still not too bad. But my verdict on A.J. Brown, my verdict is that I like A.J. Brown. I just think out of all the first two, out of the first three guys, I like him the least, and he's kind of going the highest out of all of them. So that's kind of worrisome. But I think the Tennessee Titans are a good team. I'm just worried about some regression from their quarterback, Ryan Tannehill which would obviously in turn kind of hurt A.J. Brown unless he's just feeding A.J. Brown like he was doing. So the next guy to talk about here is wide receiver Darius Slayton who actually does not really get that much talked about by other fantasy football analysts I think that's kind of wrong because the guy is so talented looking at Darius Slayton's draft capital he was actually drafted the latest out of all of the first four guys in this video round five pick 33 but that doesn't really mean anything because of what Darius Slayton was doing all of last season 6'1 190 pounds this guy is a down the field threat just like the first couple of guys These second year wide receivers really do love stretching the field 119 .9 .9 fantasy football uh, ADP so that's pretty good he's a pretty much a late round pick but this is like like I said this is more the expert type of league so he's going even later in normal kind of leagues 40 yard dash 439 which is 95th percentile speed score 102.3, 2.3 which is 75th he had an agility score of 60th and his catch radius is 10.32 which is 95th percentile in the NFL a huge plus for Darius Slayton before we get into his real deep numbers is the fact that the Giants' wide receiver core is, like, fragile. It's it's like the fine china your mom has in the closet, and if you touch that shit, it may just end up breaking so you don't even touch it. That's what this wide receiver core is and the tight end core. Evan Ingram will legitimately get hurt lacing up his cleats. Golden Tate. Sterling Shepard both injury prone both seem to just get hurt all the time so Darius Slayton could potentially be the wide receiver two in this offense for many weeks he's kind of the three right now as you would think for targets for Danny Dimes but at the end of the day that does not worry me because how much Danny Dimes and him developed a connection throughout the season Daniel Jones obviously was a rookie last season just like Darius Slayton I think he takes a big boy step this year and looks much better last year he had struggles of keeping his hands wrapped around and football. I called him Danny Fumbles for a reason. This guy was fumbling the ball left and right. If that doesn't happen this season, Darius Slayton should be getting a lot more opportunities to catch the ball because he's not going to be turning the ball over as much. And another thing to note is the Giants' defense really is not that great. They play in a division that warrants a lot of shootout type of situations in the NFC East, and Darius Slayton will obviously benefit from that heavily. Now, looking at his numbers from last season, he finished as wide receiver number 37 in 2019 on just 14 games, so he was absolutely tearing it up as a guy most people had no fucking idea who he even was until like eight weeks into the season 12.1 ppr points per game 38 that wide receiver 83 targets which is much higher than I personally thought it would be Darius Slayton isn't a guy that you think oh this guy was a target monster on the Giants but he actually was he was near 100 targets or 20 targets away from 100 targets in just 14 games and I think he's going to get targeted even more because they see he might be just, he might actually be the most talented wide receiver in the New York Giants wide receiver room. He is just that good. 5.9 targets per game, 48th at wide receiver, uh, 3.4 receptions per game, which is 48 total receptions, 52nd at the wide receiver position, 740 receiving yards, 52.9 per game, 40th at wide receiver. So all those numbers are, they're kind of adequate, but he only played 14 games and he was only really getting into that role deeper into the season once these guys ended up getting knocked out like flies because that's just what happens to the Giants wide receiver core when you have a bunch of injury prone motherfuckers starting in your lineup eight total tutties from Mr. Darius Slayton eighth at the wide receiver position so great in the touchdown category that's obviously going to happen we have a quarterback who can throw the ball down the field and a guy in Darius Slayton who could just burn straight past a corner and make a guy miss and score a touchdown he was the best wide receiver on this team by far to me last season besides that cat that went on to the field during their game against Dallas and ran it to the end zone 16.60% target share in the offense and I think that goes up I see no reason why this wouldn't go up this season. He showed that he's probably the second best player on this offense behind Saquon Barkley. Evan Ingram, when he's healthy, sure, he might be the most talented, but that motherfucker can't catch a break on staying healthy. So at the end of the day, I really like Darius Slayton based off of these stats, and there's some more stats here that i like to talk about as well. Deep down the th- field threat. 15.4 yards per reception. Like I've been saying, these guys are all down the field threats. 20th at wide receiver. 8.9 yards per target. 31st at wide receiver. So even when he's getting the ball close to him he's still making these guys miss he's still running super fast away from these guys 78.30% catchable target rate 46 that wide receiver I think that goes up this season due to the fact that Daniel Jones will get better going into his sophomore season in the NFL just like I think Slayton improves as well 33.30% contested catch rate 27th at the wide receiver position so his contested catch rate sure wasn't amazing but he was still able to get the ball in the top 30 of wide receivers in the NFL so overall I think that Darius Slayton is a Very, very good guy to target, super late in drafts. He's kind of a guy that you might think is boom or bust, but in reality, his boom is like 30 points, but his bust is like 8 points. Can't be too mad with that. He obviously had some games last season where he wasn't really doing anything but that was much earlier in the season before Daniel Jones was the starter, when Eli was the starter, and before some of these guys got hurt before he could get his opportunity. But I think with the opportunity he got last year, he played well enough to be a guy that is getting a lot more looks by Danny Dimes this season. So the final guy of the video is Mr. Nikhil Harry, wide receiver of the New England Deflatrids. He's the sleeper of the video. He's the guy that was getting drafted the highest out of all these guys last season pretty much fantasy, and he absolutely busted, but he didn't bust like you were getting on Lana Rhodes' face or something because he was bad. He was busted because he was hurt. He got drafted to the New England Patriots in the first round of the NFL draft. And you know what that means to me? It means Bill Belichick fucking saw something in this guy enough to pick him in the first round because typically the Patriots wide receivers are a bunch of random lacrosse players Bill Belichick finds off the street. His FFPC ADP is 181, so he's going undrafted in a lot of leagues. Obviously, New England Patriots, 6'2", 228. His 40, not that great, 56th percentile. 90th percentile speed score, though— 78th percentile burst score agility score, not that great but his catch radius is 81st in the NFL now there's going to be some worries when they kill Harry who the fuck is the quarterback who knows that's why his FFPC ADP is so low is it Stidham is it some other random motherfucker who is it going to be is it going to be Hoyer I don't know. I think it's going to be Stidham. How will Nikhil Harry play with Stidham? I don't know. He's a late-round pick. He's a guy that you're going to be throwing a dart at, but I think his college production showed so much talent out of Arizona State. It means a lot to me that Bill Belichick drafted this guy in the first round to show me enough to why I should draft him in my fantasy league. Now, last year, his numbers were awful. He got hurt in preseason. He didn't come back until halfway through the season. He looked terrible. He looked like he was still banged up, but that wide receiver core was so hurt that he had to just go ahead and say, fuck it, he was like, put me in, I'm a play. Wide receiver, 123 last season in seven games, 5.6 PPR points per game, 24 targets, 3.4 per game, not too hot, 12 receptions, 1.7 per game, not too hot, 105 receiving yards, 15 per game, not too hot, two total touchdowns, pretty good actually in seven games, two touchdowns for a rookie, 9.60% target share, not too hot. But at the end of the day, once this man is playing, I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be healthy, and I think Stidham is going to develop the connection with the youngest guy on the team. He's going to throw the ball to Nikhil Harry, and he is just going to hope that Nikhil Harry gets down with it because he is that talented of a player. Bill Belichick drafted him early for a reason, so I'm going to go ahead and believe in Nikhil Harry as a late-round dart of a pick where you just say fuck it. Let me lock in Nikhil Harry and hope he turns into the guy that Bill Belichick imagined him be. And another thing is the Patriots, people are so down on them. They're thinking, I'm a Dolphins fan. People are saying... Patriots are going to finish last in the division. There is no way in God's name they fucking finish last in that division. I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots made the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots won the AFC East because that's what Bill Belichick does. So I'm going to go ahead and believe in Bill Belichick's child Nikhil Harry. I'm going to believe in him here and let me know what you guys think about all five of these targets, these guys that I think are must-own as second-year wide receivers in the NFL. Let me know down below in the comments. Make sure to click that subscribe button that's on your screen right now or down below check out the video above me the video to my left and the video to the top left make sure you guys have a great rest of your day i love each and every single one of you guys i'll see you tomorrow with yet another banger of a video good